So that's the final score here then. And it's a shock scoreline really. Real Madrid nil, Barcelona one in this first leg of the semi-final of the Copa del Rey. would have predicted a 1-0 victory for Barcelona but that's exactly what has transpired here at the Santiago Bernabeu. Barca resolute in their defence for Real Madrid. Horrendous 90 minutes from Carlo Ancelotti's side. Hello and welcome into the ESPN FC studios. I'm Dan Thomas, Casey Keller, Craig Burley and Ali Moreno with me. Well, we questioned which Real Madrid would turn up, the Champions League one or La Liga one. None turned up at all. <laughs> the awful one. Dear me. I mean... I think Marker said in commentary there was no inspiration, there was no guile in the final third, there was just no energy, there was nothing, absolutely nothing. You know, they made Barcelona, they made Marcus Alonso look like a decent centre-half. Hmm. That was an area of the team we thought, right, they can pinpoint Alonso playing centre-half, Christensen wasn't fully fit, they moved Arojo to right-back, there was no Lewandowski, there was no Pedri, they're off the back of a horrible defeat at Almeria, getting lobbed out of the Europa League by Man United, albeit they're playing well. You're at the Bernabeu, and that's, that's what you produce. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, Barcelona's shape was good, Very right? Good. Defended really well. But boy, yeah. I mean, Vinicius Junior spent the whole 90 minutes complaining and whinging. Benzema never got a kick, really. The changes didn't work. I mean, it was just an awful performance from Real Madrid. It was so flat, so mm. lacking energy, Ali. And as much as you want to praise Barca, brilliant, great yeah. for them, bouncing back after a couple of horrible results, the story here has to be Real Madrid. It was a lifeless performance from Real Madrid. And, and, and again, it's, if you were to do this against Elche, if you were to do this against Almeria, you can kind of say, you know what, hey, they overlooked the rival, they're not really interested, they're not really concerned, so on and so forth. But they did this against Atletico Madrid on the weekend, kind of dismissed it because of the result by Barcelona against Almería. And then you say, okay, well, here, yeah. against Barcelona, El Clásico, Copa del Rey semifinal, for sure, for certain you're going to get a better version from Real Madrid. None at all. None at all. The lack of intensity and urgency in passing of the ball, in movement with and without the ball. This was a team that seemed content to just, you know what, we're just going to pass the ball around and eventually we're going to break through and we're going to go sideways, never pressuring higher up the field, never creating turnovers, never forcing Barcelona into really uncomfortable positions. And to Barcelona, I will say this, I did not know that this team had this in them. To defend like this, they have defended well in La Liga, and that, we have talked about that time and time again. But with this sort of shape, discipline, very much in control, very comfortable in their defensive position, and then just going on the counterattack whenever they had the opportunity to do that. A practical, pragmatic performance from Barcelona kind of looked at times like Atletico Madrid from their best years under Simeone, and it kind of looked like what Almería did to Barcelona this past weekend. Whatever it was, it worked out perfectly for Barcelona as for Real Madrid, yet another embarrassing performance. You could have kept a clean sheet today. I probably I don't, I don't know if they had a shot on target. I mean, Ter Stegen did a great job in doing all the little things, cleaning stuff up, coming out, punching stuff, and obviously we know how good he is with his feet to be able to distribute out of the back. 
But it really, you know, to the, to the points that Maca made, Craig, Ollie, uh, throughout was there was nothing that pulled people out of positions. There was no... Marcus Alonso, who was running in front of him when a cross was coming to open up space behind him? It was just so stagnant in front of a well-organized block defensively. So what do you have to do to do that? You have to make some runs to get people out. But you talked about at halftime. Is there a point where shots from distance, pull them out, create some space? But nope, pass here, pass there. Oh, good tackle. I'm going to complain to the referee. No, do something to force your opponent who's in a good defensive shape out of that defensive shape. There wasn't the energy to do it. There wasn't the effort to do it. There wasn't, there wasn't the will of somebody to come in and say, okay, let's change this. And that's worrying for Real Madrid. Pablo Zabaleta with us as well. Pab, do you want to talk about great defensive performance from Barcelona mm-hmm. or Real Madrid being rubbish? <laughs> I would give credit to Barcelona. Uh, I think they've been excellent defensively. Uh, One of the best performances I've seen from Barcelona in terms of being compact, very narrow, not giving any chance to uh, Real Madrid in attack. Uh, They they, they forced them to play sideways. They they couldn't break them down, uh, really. And and it it was a, a fantastic performance, especially... In the semi-final of Copa del Rey, that is, the, uh, is uh, two games. And uh, the first game away from home at the Bernabeu after a difficult week to go there, put in a good performance, to win the game. Uh, that was uh, very good from Barcelona, I have to say. And uh, another awful performance from Real Madrid. It seems like they're struggling when they're playing against a low-block uh, team that they defend so deep and they cannot find a space in between line. No one tools around 18-yard box. So many crosses into the ball. High crosses, which has been, you know, that's what Marco Alonso, Conde, or even Araujo would like uh, to defend in those situations. So it's been, a, I would say, a, a fantastic game from Barcelona. Disappointed Real Madrid fans. We can see they're leaving the stadium. Let's take you through the highlights, shall we? Of this semi-final first leg, as you would imagine, a great atmosphere ahead of kickoff. That would somewhat be muted as the game went on. In fact, Real Madrid started the better of the two sides. They'd have the back and ball in the back of the net here from Benzema, but Casey offside clearly. Well, yeah, they, they started well, but without really troubling the goal. They had a lot of possession, and then this is a an excellent ball to Benzema, who just started his run a little bit too early. No reason for it. He saw the whole line, but excellent finish didn't count. Uh, Vinicius Junior will become more and more annoying as the game went on. He got a yellow card here. And the sequence started with a foul by Frankie de Jong and finished with Vinicius Jr. going with a three-point takedown. Now, yes, Frankie de Jong has his hands around him and then Vinicius says, you know, I'll put my arms around your neck and take you down. Usually that's going to be a foul and potentially a yellow card and it was in this case. It was actually just moments after that Barca would take the lead with the only goal of the game. Uh, Kessie onside, and it's Militao who just bundles oh, it into hey, the back uh, of his own what? net. Yeah, Camavinga gets caught in the ball. Torres plays it just in time for Kessie's run, and then, yeah, as you said, it comes back off Militao. Nacho has a swipe at it, kind of misses it in the back of the net, a real mess. Var, of course, would check that Kessie was onside, and indeed he was. Uh, into the 40th minute, Gavi here, 
He would get a yellow card in the second <laughs> half, which I think was pretty this, much this guaranteed. This was like the, the second or third collision yeah. that he had had by this stage, and obviously the fans at the Bernabeu weren't happy that he didn't get a card at that stage. Best Real Madrid chance the first half fell, you would say, to Danny Carvajal. It's a good run from Carvajal in behind. Beautiful ball over the top by Tony Cruz, and it's the run technique from Danny Carvajal. He goes with the side of his foot, gets it all wrong. He knows this. I should hit it down. He did not. Way over the bar. Uh, we saw it in the Spanish Super Cup, didn't we? Araujo doing a good job on Vinicius Junior. Good challenge here early on in the second half. Basically, in the last two Clásicos, hasn't given him a kick, basically. So they're going to have to figure that out for the next one. Uh, 20 minutes to go, Barcelona on the attack. They were camped in their own half for much of it. Mm. Rafinha had a good ball in here. Well, could have been, should have been a better ball in there, and that could have eased some of the worries late. And then Gabi with the free header here puts it wide. Not quite sure why the smallest guy on the field is actually winning a header there, even though he's a good leaper. Missed opportunity. Ansu Fati would come on and not make too much of an impact. In fact, oh, quite the would. opposite. He would <laughs> yeah, have he would. the block here for Kessie Short. Well, oh, just get, yeah, I mean, basically. Kessie has a word with him after saying any chance you could jump. jump. I know he's jumping. Jump, jump, jump. jump. <laughs> Uh, into the 90th minute we go, uh, Rodrigo. That is as close as Real Madrid went to a shot on target. And, and Dan, every goalkeeper will tell you, the easiest ball to save is one that's not on target. There you go. Oh, yeah, well. there you are. Thank right you, right Casey. Uh, Alvaro would come on, of course, scored the equaliser against Atletico Madrid. Oh, opportunity here. It's a more of a desperate attempt from Real Madrid, trying to get on the end of something. Not a clean header, goes wide, one nothing Barcelona. Uh, the Barcelona supporters, of course, not many were given tickets for this tie, but those who were delighted with the result. Barca then very much in the ascendancy going into that second leg at the camp now. Uh, match stats can sometimes lie, they don't this time. In fact, I don't remember the 13 shots Real Madrid had, but certainly none of them on target registering uh, when you look back at this game. Uh, Pablo, let's talk about Vinicius Junior. Raúl doing another great job of keeping him quiet, as Craig said, as he did, of course, in the Spanish Super Cup. Very good. He's been uh, excellent tonight. And uh, we spoke before the game how important it was for uh, Araujo, for Barcelona, to keep uh, Vinicius quiet on that side. And, uh, and he's been great. Uh, his positioning has uh, been great. He always was aware of uh, where Vinicius was and aggressive tight. Uh, always give him like one or two meters to run in behind, not to get exposed, not to get caught. So. Yeah, fantastic performance. I, I love Araujo. He's the player that I think since he came back from injury, he's been a, a huge player for Barcelona in that back four. He can play, uh, you know, in the center. He can play also right back, especially against uh, you know Benicio, which is one of the best uh, players in, in in La Liga in Spain. And a fantastic performance from him. Very well done. Oh, there's some stats uh, for you. The main one, of course, the Venetians Jr. Uh, was pretty much anonymous for this game. Um, Maka brought it up in the commentary. It's a good point. Why not switch flanks? Why not try something a little bit different with Venetians? I was just going to say that. Just go to the other side. If you're not getting any joy with, with, with Arojo and, and you will not, go, go and have a pop at Baldi. Yeah. All right, you're coming inside on your left foot. That's fine. Have a strike, whip it in. Do something different. Don't wait on your manager telling you. Don't wait on your hand being held. You know, go over the other side and switch it around. But but he didn't. Look, we were all sat here after that Liverpool game eulogising about Real Madrid, but quite clearly that has been an anomaly. Yeah. Mm. 
you know, that tells you how bad Liverpool have been this year. <laughs> that tells you how bad Liverpool's defending is. Vinicius wasn't playing against a Rojo, he was playing against one of the worst defenders in the Premier League, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Not one of the worst players, one of the worst defenders. Yep. Got torn apart, Gomez, Van Dijk, all been poor this year, and Real Madrid took advantage of it. What they've found in La Liga are actually teams that are pretty decent defensively. Okay, they can't match them in terms of quality, but some of these teams in La Liga, they're, they're quite stoic defensively. And Barcelona were that tonight, and 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 you know that that was the difference. And I think we have to, after that Liverpool game, it's like, oh my God, who's going to beat them playing like this? They, they can't, yeah, <laughs> they can't repeat that performance they had against Liverpool on a regular basis. They just can't do it. I tell you what, Ali, we're seeing it more and more. Benzema just offering so little. And what you would like to see from Karim Benzema, and usually you see when he's playing with Real Madrid, is how he drops in underneath spaces. He goes into wider areas. He gets involved a lot in their build-up. And he gets involved not only in participating in the play directly by touching the ball, but movement away from the ball as well. And usually you end up seeing Karim Benzema participate in the build-up and be an option inside the 18-yard box when the crosses come in. There was none of that today. There was no involvement in the build-up. There, there wasn't him being an option inside the 18-yard box because the crosses that were coming in were floated in and those Marco Alonso, Araujo and Kunde were all eating alive. And so then his participation in the game became quite limited. The spaces weren't quite there. The creativity of Real Madrid suffers when Karim Benzema doesn't participate in the manner that they expected to happen. And then everybody started looking at each other around like, okay, and so who are we leaning on? Because if Vinicius is getting dominated by Araujo and Benzema is not getting involved, then where is it going to come from? And the answer is nobody. Uh, let's get some reaction now from the Real Madrid camp, shall we? Gemma caught up with Thibaut Courtois. Yes, uh, with uh, Thibaut Courtois, I guess, uh, of course, not happy with the result. Were you expecting such a def defensive uh, version of Barca? No, we, we didn't expect it. It means a lot of how we attack and that maybe they were afraid of our, of our uh, attackers or when we have space, obviously. But yeah, they defend the result. They know they have to get a good result now to go to the uh, game at uh, Camp Nou. But yeah, in the end... Uh, um, it was a bit bad luck uh, to concede a goal like this. It's an individual mistake, then I make a save and it goes against Militao goal. So you're losing the game when really you're not, you, we were in control of the game, they were not dangerous. And then the second half, they had another chance that their own player uh, took away. But uh, yeah, I think today we didn't create enough. And this year, Barca is not conceding many goals, so it's, uh, especially when they're defensive like this, it's hard to break down. and. We couldn't find the right uh, yeah, chance to score, and that's frustrating. But uh, yeah, there's still a second game. Uh, we just have to win there. I don't think it's uh, that difficult. We just have to try to score. And when we score, I'm sure we can win the game. Um, your rival, not only in the Copa, also in, in La Liga Barcelona, they came here at the Bernabeu with two defeats in a row. So you had like a, a big chance to, to really hurt them in, in both the competitions. Do you, do, you, do you are frustrated as well because you missed that, that chance? Yeah, maybe yes and no, but in the end uh, it's a different competition and we just want to win to go to the final and uh, that today didn't happen, so obviously we have to do better uh, in the game in uh, April. Now we have a difficult away game in Betis, then at home Espanyol and then uh, Barca away in the league, so three important weeks coming up now also with the Champions League, so uh, yeah. Uh, how, how do you stand up and fight for La Liga now, seven-point gap in such a difficult stadium as the Benito Vallamarín? 
No, it's always a difficult game there, but uh, I'm sure we can win. If you want to win La Liga, you need to win those games. So uh, let's see on Sunday, but we have to be ready. Yeah. Thank you, Thank Good you. luck in the next game. Tricky, isn't it? You kind of think, well, if you can't get yourself up for this Clásico against Barcelona, mm. a tough stadium to go to, obviously, in Real Betis, how are you going to do that? What's Ancelotti going to do? Is he going to have to change personnel going into he this? He said it's, it's uh, easy to go to Camp Nou, isn't it? It's got to go. Yeah, there you go. As opposed to at home. Quite a simplistic approach, really. <laughs> yeah. And in some sense, maybe, maybe, maybe looking for some positives, maybe it'll be a little bit not easier, but more space at the Camp Nou. If Barcelona are playing a little bit more on the front foot, I wouldn't imagine they'll be as defensive at home. It might leave a little bit more space, but there's not a lot of positives you can take out. Change of personnel, possibly. Maybe again, Kroos and Modric in the midfield. That That's not quite working because of the lack of legs in there. Maybe have to look at that. Uh, and yeah, so I, it's... Honestly, I... I don't see them winning at Betis and winning in the Camp Nou, yeah. in the league. I just, I just don't play like this. And if that's the case, then the league's going to be over. Uh, Ali, from a striker's perspective, obviously the best chance of the second half fell to Barcelona mm. with Kessie with a chance. Mm. How much is Ansel Fati unlucky here? How much should be more aware of what's happening? Well, he should be aware. And once he's made this run to the near post, then stay there. See, now you're going into the path as to where the ball is going to go. If you have gone to the near post, then clear out that area. That is exactly what you're trying to do. If you're not going to get on the end of a cross, you're clearing out space for somebody who comes in behind. So again, once he sets up this run, I'm going to go across Rudiger, then get across and in front of Eder Militao. When, when you come back into the play, now you're coming back into the path of whoever's coming behind you. So therefore, you're denying the space that you were creating with your initial run. That's where you have a run of a player who's not really a striker. Right. This is the run of a, of, a, of a winger who is moonlighting as a striker, that, and that's about it. You make that run, you're clearing space. Whatever happens behind you, that's no longer your responsibility. It's a responsibility for somebody else to fill that gap. Guess he did fill that gap. He was about to score, he was about to celebrate, and then not so much. I think he was okay with it, though. Sorry? Kessie? I didn't mind. <laughs> I looked a tad frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, in some sense, if we kind of... If Real Madrid hadn't had that performance at Liverpool, what would we be saying about the season? Yeah. It's kind of the one thing that's completely was, that they're hanging on to. Yeah. That, I mean, it's, they're going to go through. There's no way Liverpool take, no. beats them. At, no. at, four at, nil at the bottom. But, but like we said after the game, four of those goals from Liverpool were gifts of the five. Correct. So if people aren't gifting you goals, how many goals are you going to score independently? I mean, when we look at the bigger picture, it was this performance tonight, there was the, the Super Cup in Saudi Arabia, poor. The league form has been poor. They've had a good performance, particularly second half, but as you said, gifted goals by a side who have been horrendous this year defensively. So when you look at the big picture for Real Madrid, it, it really has not been great across the board. Yeah. And, what were some, the board. and what were some of those wins of Valverde wonder strike from 25 yards? You're not going to count on that. Week in and week out, Vinny Jr. making a mazy run, or you, you see the goal that Benzema scored that got called back. Something really special. Mm. It's not just creating mm. easy goals. Teams yeah. that beat teams badly, you see around the back one, two, Pat cr- across the six, tap in, and it just hasn't. It just hasn't consistently been that dominating. We'll be hearing from Carlo Ancelotti in a moment, but first let's. Uh, Let's hear what Xavi had to say after the game. 
Thank you, Xavi. Your team was arriving to such a difficult stadium as this one, with two defeats in a row. Yesterday you gave a, a message of euphoria, of optimism. Uh, are you happy with the result and with the performance of your team today? Yes, very happy, very happy. We defend really well. Normally we try to defend with ball, to have the, the possession. Today we defend without ball. Absolutely excellent, so very happy, of course. A good result in Bernabeu. I said yesterday that Madrid uh, is the favorite in the in this semi-final and you know we, have, we need to to suffer today we suffer a lot everybody worked for the team we could have scored the second one and Madrid uh, mm, uh, didn't uh, we, we didn't concede any 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 chance for uh, for scoring goals for Madrid so very happy very happy with the with the performance of the team so you managed to get that goal you go into the in the second half and and the team goes very defensive I, I saw you in mm. in the bench you were kind of disparate uh, it's not what you were planning is it the team they were forced to be that defensive or what happened yes there? Madrid uh, yeah, insists a lot in the second half we suffered because we didn't control the, the ball we lost many balls, but uh, sometimes, of course, uh, we need to to defend without ball. Normally, we try to defend with ball, but uh, today we we couldn't. Is this going what your team needed to forget about these two defeats in a row in such a stadium with the big rivalry and everything? Well, it's an important uh, win, but uh, it means uh, it will miss uh, the, the second the second game in Camp Nou uh, one month. Uh, uh, later, so now we, we need to focus in in La Liga, uh, focus in Valencia on Sunday. Thanks. Thank you. Yes, with uh, Coach Carlo Ancelotti. So it's a defeat. It's not what you were looking for today. Were you surprised? But with such a defensive version of Barcelona today, I think that uh, this is a credit for us because I think we we pressed well. We didn't give them the opportunity to to play the, the football that they want. Of course, the result is not good. But the performance was good. We are uh, we are satisfied. I am satisfied for the performance of the team. We are able to repeat this kind of performance in the second, uh, in the next in the, um, the game in Barcelona. I think we have opportunity, the possibility to move on. Mm, so yesterday you complained about that uh, Super Cup final. That maybe the, the the performance, the attitude there was not the correct. So you think today it was? And, and what was missing from from your team because you didn't shoot yeah, on target? It was difficult to find Spain the last uh, third of the of the pitch because they were really close. Uh, they defended uh, deep, and uh, it was difficult to to find opportunities. So mentally for, for a team they are going to see each other Barcelona three times in 35 days. Is it really tough to, to stand up the, the team to play against now Betis no, and later I don't Barcelona think so twice? Because I think that we had the control of the game and this is what we we have to plan against them. To have a control of the game is really important. We had the control uh, of the game. Our game was good. The result no, but we have 90 minutes more. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Uh, three two. Uh, Carlo Ancelotti against uh, Xavi. Interesting stuff there what? Uh, from Ancelotti. Barcelona are quite happy for you to have uh, control think, of the game, weren't they? I, I think he must have been watching a rerun on an iPad during that. Game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, they allowed. They played a defensive game. They allowed Real Madrid a lot of the ball. But here, here's the deal: Real Madrid did nothing with it. No. absolutely nothing with it. I mean, went from side to side and put the odd half-hearted cross in, it was hung in, Ter Stegen dealt with it, there was no incision, there was no one-twos, there was no getting in behind, whipping, it up, whipping balls across, there was no desire, I mean, I, I, I don't know what game he's watched today, Barcelona just sat back and went, okay, <laughs> yeah. is it, break us down. Is that just a piece of 
Carlo Ancelotti is such a nice guy, and he's trying to keep that locker room. Now that kind of locker room is like to kick out the backside well, after that, surely. but maybe not publicly. So maybe it's a case where he just wants to give some guys some hugs publicly, but then privately be a little bit firmer because that, uh, yeah, I agree with everybody. That was not um, what I would expect. Uh, Pablo, what are you smiling at? No, I, I think uh, I, I'm quite happy to hear from Xavi that he, he should say that they defend really well without the ball. Something that I would never thought I would hear from Xavi, <laughs> and especially from Barcelona style that we have seen for so many years that they just always defend that kind of uh, philosophy and all that. And, and, and sometimes in football, you just need to realize that. You cannot have the possession because you're missing some of the players and you just need to defend, especially in two legs where you have to go away from home and just get the result. They, they kept a clean sheet, so well done from Xavi. Nice. And, and from Ancelotti, I think he, he, have, he cannot be happy with the performance of, uh, of Real Madrid tonight. Uh, I thought they, yeah, they had the possession. Uh, they, they, they played well for the first 10 or 15 minutes of each half, but then they didn't create um, uh, enough opportunity, clear chances. And, and that's, that's poor from Real Madrid. They have a quality player in that team to, to play a lot better than they did there. And, uh, and hopefully they, they can improve their performance. I know uh, maybe Copa del Rey is not the, the, the main target for them this season. Uh, for Real Madrid, we all know that when they played in the Champions League, for, the, for them it's different, but still... Still a big uh, competition, Copa del Rey, if they can uh, manage to go into the final. They have a big chance to, to play against Osasuna, Atleti Bilbao, which is uh, another opportunity to win another trophy. So, uh, well, we'll see what's, uh, what happened in the second leg. But um, uh, like I said before, Dan, it was a, a good performance from uh, Barcelona. Defensively, they've been excellent. So they got the result and let's wait for the second game. The second leg obviously isn't until April the 5th. A lot can happen between now and then. Like Barcelona can get people back. Hey. Play from today in the sense of Lewandowski and, and Pedri. Real Madrid in trouble. For what? Life, just in, in general. In, in general, just going forward, you look at it and you think, right, well, it, 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 you know, Champions League, they're probably not going to win that. Mm. Copa del Rey, they're behind the eight ball there. La Liga, meh. Mm. This has been going on for a while with Real Madrid and has been sort of put aside and kind of masked by moments. And, and of course, the second 45 minutes against Liverpool was a big moment. And I say this half serious, half jokingly. If I'm Carlo Ancelotti, I consider the possibility that every single speaker in the uh, training facility for Real Madrid will be playing the Champions League anthem, <laughs> every day for the rest of time. <laughs> yes. Apparently, this is the only thing that gets the attention from these players. And at some point, you have to kind of put aside the magic of the Champions League and get to grinding results in La Liga and get to finding consistency. And if certain players are not going to be part of that picture, and you can trust other guys to do the job, then make those decisions. The problem for Carlo Ancelotti is, is that I don't think he has a lot of trust in many of the players that he has available. Right. Right. He has a core group that he 
truly believes in. And he has told us that he's in transition right now, that Chuameni and Camavinga, they're going to get more playing time, that Modric and Kroos are on their way out. How do you manage that transition? Somewhere in all of that, you're finding a team that is not quite together the way that we would expect Real Madrid to be. So to answer your question, I've taken the scenic route. <laughs> I think Real Madrid are indeed in trouble because we haven't seen the reactions that you would expect against big teams in big moments, in big stages. We saw it against Liverpool, but that seems to, uh, to be an anomaly. That seems to be an exception to the rule. What we're seeing consistently from them is simply not good enough. We, we, I mean, isn't it a lot different to last year? Mm-hmm. No. Isn't well, there, was, there was weaker opposition in Barcelona yes, last year. Just a little I mean, better competition. Yeah, there was less competition last year domestically. Now, the argument is all the teams they dumped out of the Champions League, which they did. Yes. But let's be honest, they were, if they were to play those games again, the they results would probably go the other way. Completely. They had the roll of the dice and they yeah. hung in there and commend them for that. But they generally did not play great last year. There was moments of magic in particular from Vinicius and Benzema in games that were tight that we're not seeing so much this year. We're seeing more of this and way less of the Liverpool performance. And it's a problem. It is a big... And there's nothing that says they're going to close that gap, they're going to turn it around and start playing better between now and the end of the season. Just nothing. the, the, The issue is that Okay, today is Barcelona, they're world organized, they're denying the space. You can go and explain that away if you want to, if you're Real Madrid. But this is happening against everybody. Against everybody that you play, outside of the second 45 minutes against Liverpool, it's happening week in and week out. And so that is the trend. That, that is the reality of this club. And because of that is why you don't see for them a way back in La Liga. Barcelona is doing their best to keep them alive, certainly did so last weekend. But when you see performances like today, if you're a Real Madrid fan, you must be very discouraged. Uh, Pablo, you've got to go to bed, so let's get the uh, last <laughs> thoughts of you. Barcelona going to win the double? Well, um, Barcelona are clear favourites to win La Liga at the moment. Seven points clear at the top of the table. If uh, Real Madrid continues to play like that, it's going to be difficult for them. Uh, and... And after the result tonight, uh, they have big chance. Uh, and why not? I think uh, today, psychologically, for Barcelona, it was a, a huge win for everybody because it's been a terrible week for them. But that gives them a boost of confidence uh, to look forward, to continue thinking that they have to win trophies this season. Uh, I think they could, Xavi could save his season by winning... Copa del Rey and La Liga. That could be a, a good season for Barcelona. Not great, but a, a, a still long way to go for them to, to be uh, to compete with the best teams in, in Europe. But I think they, they could do the double, yes. Sweet dreams, Pablo. Thank you very oh, much. Uh, nice. Let's just take you through show what happened. Uh, it will be Barcelona against Real Madrid then on March 19th. Now, that is in La Liga, the second leg of this tie until April the 5th. Uh, what a statement Barca could make in that tie live on ESPN+. 24 hours ago is the semi-final between Osasuna and Athletic Club. Just the one goal in this game. What a brilliant goal that it would be, though. Ezaluzi doing it all by himself. Or Ezaluzi. 
I like it, Suzuki. <laughs> I, I know. I'm not sure that that's exactly what you said, Dan. But regardless, it is a good finish. Defender dives in, and once he dives in, he gets around Danny Vivian, finds that far pose. One nothing Osasuna. Yeah, Osasuna then with the advantage going to the second leg. That will be on April the fourth. And as I mentioned, April the fifth, we'll see Barca take on Real Madrid in the second leg. Real Madrid with it all to do. Meanwhile, La Liga continues this weekend. As we mentioned, Real Madrid in action away against Real Betis in Seville. Uh, Barcelona taking on Valencia in the early game. That's at 10.50 Eastern on Saturday. It's Atletico Madrid against Sevilla. Borussia Dortmund take on Leipzig on Friday. Huge game in the Bundesliga. Of course, both teams are looking to keep on the coattails of Bayern Munich at the top of the table. ESPN FC will be with you live now. Stay tuned as we'll be analysing more on Barcelona's victory, plus reflecting what happened midweek in the Premier League. So Real Madrid with it all to do going into the second leg of the Copa del Rey semi-final. Barcelona without some big players. Defended resolutely, and in the end, it's a Militao own goal that proves to be the difference between the two sides. Advantage Barca going into the second leg.